Ladies and gentlemen, boys and baby girls, stoke the fire, stare at the stars, and make sure a coyote doesn't eat all your boots while you're sleeping. It's time for another exciting episode of the Cahal by Rahaldi Podcast. It's your host, Cameron Barry, at the helm. Joining me as always, resident comedian, Anthony Barrera. What's up? It's your boy on Baphomet. Uh, shout out to the Instagram viewership. Thank you for listening. Instead of just skipping to the next story, it's all right. I do it too. Oh, sick burn for all the super fans. <laughs> also joining us, <laughs> Monterey Bay Comic, Michael Booth. What's up? Well, so glad to have you in the easy. Kind of didn't have a choice because I drove here and you don't have a car. Uh, <laughs> definitely have a car. Rode with you. <laughs> you your car's not here. Uh, it's in my house. That's true. I shouldn't have it implied works. that you're... Uh... Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I shouldn't have implied you're not in our own. <laughs> We're not in New York. That's not, that's, that's not cool over here. <laughs> that's a mark of a... No, I'm not gonna say. Okay, let's get it going. What's the takeaway? Fucking <laughs> 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 takeaways. Fuck everything else. I've ruined. Fuck it. Shortest <laughs> episode ever. Catch up. We set a new record. Yeah, I just uh, went to the movies before I came here. Sick. What'd you see? Um, Ad Astra. Oh, okay. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. We can't. Yeah. Talk about spoiler alert. Was, shit. It, spoiler alert. Um, spoiler alert. Jeez, dang. People's big old spoiler alert over here. So here you go. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Ad Astra yet, you need to skip. Let's give ourselves a time. Oh, I'll give it a minute. Oh, Let's give it a minute. It's my. T- it's my. Uh, we'll give it a minute. It's my update. Skip ahead a minute, and then you're good. What do you got? Um, it was really good. I would recommend watching it by yourself. Yes. Because I, yes, yes, I think yes. so, like in the solitude daytime? is just like a, just a like a big theme throughout the movie. In the so. daytime, maybe with some coffee too. Yeah, sure. Okay. As depressed I, as you I, can be. I watched it at 11 p.m. start time. Oh, you've watched it? Yeah. Oh, what did you think of it? At 11 p.m. start time. Start time. So by the time the trailers were done, it was like 11:30. Movie starts by 12:30. Me and April both asleep. Now here's the thing. I love me some Brad Pitt's and all the space. Oh, it was dude, a great this movie. was, it was Brad Pitt through it and through. It was gripping. Like, yeah. There was one scene, and I won't, I won't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to jump dude. into the spoilers. But here's the thing. There's one scene when a box floats out of the way, and you see somebody else who's been floating in space in a certain condition. And I was like, hi, 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 hi. Yeah. There were some scenes that so fucking stuck with me, but I missed the whole climactic ending. Oh man. Here's what happened. I woke up and I was like, oh Brad Pitt's in space. Why is he outside of the spaceship? I was like, oh I'm asleep. I wake up, why Tommy Lee Jones, why is he here? Why is he a cowboy? I'm asleep again. Which Tommy Lee Jones gone, where's Brad Pitt going? There, and then a, I didn't know what was going on. There was a point in that movie where I was like, you know what? I'm a little shocked that Brad Pitt hasn't won an Oscar. Honestly. Like I feel like that's the next one that I've like that like Leo was a big movies. one. I've had that but, in like, Brad movies. Pitt has really just knocked some of these projects out of the park. Between uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and this? Fight Club? Okay, Fight Club was very, very good. He's had other really, really good... Seven Monkeys. He was a mate Or 13 Monkeys. Inglorious Bastards for, like, Best Supporting. Bastards. Like, fuck, dude. He was wow. iconic. If, if he wasn't so funny in that role, he would have gotten an Oscar, I think. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. The two movies this year, between Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Ad Astra, he plays similar characters in both of them. But he plays them both very differently, and it's such different worlds and such different backgrounds and such different experiences. 
like how can you not appreciate it, it? It's crazy how you, like it, those two characters are similar in the fact that you always kind of have confidence that they know what they're doing. Stoic. They're stoic. Yeah, they don't say much, but when they do, you listen to them. They're stoic. But you think about like a one is like maybe a little bit grimy. Maybe uh, Fury was another example of that. Oh, and Fury, I'm surprised, didn't dice. get him. Fury is really good. Put some fucking respect so on this watch. man's it name. It was so hard to watch, though, because it was so just You haven't said a Brad Pitt movie, and I don't want to say it because I feel like I'll be judged. Interview with the Vampire? No. Okay. That's my favorite. You guys haven't talked about Legends of the Fall at all? Ah, that's the other one. Same time, same genre, same era. I was like, man... So good. so good. The scene where his brother is getting the mustard gas and running through the barbed wire gets me every time. Oh, yeah. And that's like, it's, it. that one scene is like six hours of Schindler's List all at once. And I'm like, no, it's horrific. The movie's so good, dude. Yeah. Um, just like the way his like life unfolds in that movie and how he just keeps like, like he finally gets happiness, but then it's taken away okay. from him again. Do y'all like Hannibal Lecter? Like the character? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Who's Hannibal Lecter played by? Anthony, you better say Sir fucking Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, you Hopkins, better put right? some respect on that man's sorry, name. Sorry, Goddamn Anthony respect. Hopkins, what movie did he do with Brad Pitt? Uh, Legends of the Fall. Uh, he's, he's, he's in Legends of the Fall. He's his dad. And what's the other one? Meet Joe Black. Mm. Oh, nice. Have nice. you seen that one? Because my man can be dark and romantic at the same <laughs> time, and he's not even. Dude, he black. was in Twelve Years a Slave for like. He was. Yeah, I for the last, like, 15, 25 minutes of that movie, Man. and he he took up, like, 50% of the poster. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's Brad Pitt factor. Dude, he was in Deadpool for, like, a microsecond. He was my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> and can we, like, ever forget Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Oh, oh yeah. Good oh, one. Dude. Really quick. Okay. That I need a fucking, segue. I need, I, need, I need 90 seconds. Check this out. This is a This is a date story. And this is a short one. Oh, here we go. Have you ever taken a date to a drive-in theater? No, I've never been to a drive-in. I've never been to a drive-in, no. Picture this swag. It is 19... It's like 2000-something. It's like 2004. Internet is barely a thing. Internet is barely a thing. Like, it takes you two minutes to download the picture still. That's what level of internet we're at. You're driving a 1996 Dodge Grand Caravan. <laughs> this thing's got captain chairs in the middle, okay? It's got doors on both sides. It's got individual AC for each and every seat. This thing's got swag oozing out of it. And you're driving it. And you got your girlfriend. Mm. And she's banging. Mm. And she bangs. Mm. And her brother's in the backseat. Oh. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on. With his fiance. Uh, a little weird and a little uh, twisty. You're kind of awkward, but just twisty. You're ooh. starting to wonder just how much coverage this review mirror has. <laughs> we park, and it's a double feature. Mm. And there's two movies playing. And the first movie, I don't remember. Because the first movie was not Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt making out, which instantly made everyone in the car make out. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, for that making my drive-in theater experience the most magical thing Listen, in the world. Listen, real quick, shout out Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You know what was the opener? That movie opened up a lot. Batman Begins. For everyone. Batman Begins was also lit. It was yep. too lit. It was too lit. There was no making out during Batman Begins. Everybody was wondering who Batman was. We had oh, to man, get to Mr. So Mrs. Good, though, Smith. Dude. That's where the action was. Christopher Nolan, you don't do nothing for a date night. I tried <laughs> to watch my girlfriend with Prometheus. Mm-mm. Really, Scott, same thing. Dude, what's Doesn't his work. name? Liam Neeson's in fucking Batman Begins, dude. Liam Neeson better be in everything. He's, from dude, he's, dude, he's really good in that movie. I have a particular set of skills. I love that guy. 
Yeah, classic. Okay, um, so I was talking about romance. The reason we're bringing this up, we're bringing, we bringing Joe up? Black. There's a little bit of romance in the air right now. I don't know about romance. There's a change of season occurring in the cowboy rowdy podcast world, and it means changing of something else. What do you What do you feel right now? I don't Mr. know, man. Young, bad and easy. I don't know about bad and easy. You know what I'm it's your boy, Young Baphomet. Let's not get it twisted. One, you know what I'm saying? Is that what your name is on Tinder? No, I, I still don't have a Tinder. You I should, don't have a Tinder. I mean, he's talking you know about dating and you he doesn't have a Tinder. Tinder. What the it. fuck? It's just it's never been my lane. You know what I'm saying? There's two girls on Tinder you want to have lane, sex fam. with, and they've had sex with every guy on Tinder but you. <laughs> and if they want to have sex with you, you'll find out tomorrow. See, that's the thing. That's not really you'll what be lonely I, forever. That's not really what I'm interested in. Gotta you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not. I'm not really down for like that fast food type of you know romance. You want that dirty, nerdy, gritty Craigslist stuff? All right. That shit you can only get on Craigslist. You you want the stuff where you gotta buy props from the dollar store? What about like Bumble? I don't. What Bumble? Yeah. What the, what the fuck is we, Bumble? Is that just like discount Tinder? No. So like. You put a profile in the girl. I think, I believe, don't like, I don't know if I'm being corrected. Have you used it? No, but I've like, I have a bunch of friends that have used it. I haven't used it. It's like you put a profile out there and then the girl has to reach out to you. Like you don't initiate. She has to initiate. On she the has table. to like. At least I think that's how it works. That's I the mean, exact opposite of plenty of fish where just pictures of vaginas <laughs> and you just got to rate them. It's like, oh it's, like, it's like hot or not for pussies. It's like, what the fuck is this? Another thing is I like. I just want to hold someone's hand. If I ever got Tinder and I saw someone that I know, I would instantly like say yes just to see if they said yes too. Even if I didn't have feelings that's for them. That's the fun curiosity, I think, aspect to it. I Honestly, I think that's one of the big selling points is that curiosity. Like, I wonder if they would. I wonder if they would. You should, I'm telling you, dude. dude can, I, can I give you a funny you story? You can put pictures of you doing stand-up and shit up, dude. Oh, kill. Kill dude. City. Dude, but again, four years ago, five years ago, I put it up on you. Tinder, and this girl was like, hey, and I said something to make her laugh, and she's like, send me a photo. I sent her a photo. A dead silence. <laughs> See, but I've always like, oh, been shit. of the, like, I, I, well, not always, but, like, recently I've been, like, the last few years, I've been of the opinion that, like, searching for romance rarely leads to, like, a fruitful, like, long-lasting relationship. It's usually, like, circumstances surrounding, like, other things in your life that lead you to that. When you're ready. That's, like, kind of why, like, I'm not on Tinder and I'm, like, not, like, actively trying to, like... Grinder, then. <laughs> Figure out who you are first. Why are you making no, listen, hard decisions? No, listen, I've gone down that road. I've, like, like, in, like, in, like investigated. Did you go down that road or the road go down you? No, I went down. <laughs> in any I type of road. I'm it doesn't going. matter. I'm not judging. I'm just curious. <laughs> but, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Extensive research was I got to say, though, I mean, yeah. it's 2019, bro. Like, there's there's good girls out there on Tinder, man. You just got to you gotta go. You got to get swiping, dude. You and gotta, you can YouTube if you're gay. I'm not gay, dude. I'm <laughs> saying you can find on YouTube if you are. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. And also, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the time... Like there's also a so time, time sacrifice that I that I would have to make. Can I just say I love to hear oh, how yeah. responsible you are talking about dating? Well, at this point, I can't really afford not to be. Right? That's smart. That's like, smart. Like I'm not you know, I'm not a big fan time, of like wasting investing. my time. Exactly. Like, and, and don't exactly. get me wrong, it's also like kept me from like pulling the trigger on like possible stuff in the like, in the past. It's kept me from doing that. Yeah. And like I feel like I, I might have missed out on some things because of that. Can I throw a little gem your way? Yeah, let's hear it. And this is something I need to work on myself, but you're never actually getting to know somebody. That's never really happening. No matter how much you think it is, that's never really happening. Because that person you're talking to right now, 10, 15 years down the road, 
they're going to be such an amazingly and extraordinarily better person. So you got to see that prospect in people. See, but I, I there's like that prospect, but there's also the other side of that. There's some there's some scrubs. Yeah. You can see some And not to say that I'm not a scrub. Scrubs. Like, you know, I'm a fucking comedian podcaster. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, you're a scrub as it gets. But here's the thing. Like, you got to understand scrubs can change your colors. Like yeah, dude, I might become famous. Is that what TLC is always about? I don't listen scrubs to TLC. Maybe that's my problem. That's why they smell bad like the guy behind Delgado's Costas Market. I got that wrong. I, so I know that's personally. not the right. I know that's not the right idea. Exactly. Throwing about it, you know? some some shade at some people. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hang out behind the back of Delgado. So like, well, okay, how about this? How about this? This is a, this is a good intro for a segment. Yeah. Um, if you had to give advice. To someone who is completely inept going in on their first date. Dude, I'll help you date. Don't worry. No, no, don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, so, no, like, I, if somebody... I, I had a, I've had a history. You're right. I, I should, don't... You know I shouldn't target you So, this. you're saying, Let's... like, somebody's first date, they haven't done it, really. It's, like, their first one ever. Perfect. Yeah, you're like, like, like perfect. it's and like that giving... one friend you have that is just, like, socially, like, blocked from that aspect in their lives. We'll call him Banthony. Dude, I've had... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm twenty. I'm almost twenty-five, man. I've had relationships. We'll call him Young Half a Met. Can, can I just say I was I was that guy until I was like at least twenty-two. I was like, oh, relationship. Like if that doesn't fall in your lap, how? Wait, how wait when did you lose your virginity? It was about there. Twenty-two. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. That's good. I, was I had the opportunity 20. at thirteen and six. It was twenty-one actually. Fuck. And eighteen and all three uh, times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, dude, all three times I turned it down. The first three times I had it, I was like, nah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just being no, stupid. That's but... why you have HPV. I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah, dude, I look this way for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but like, yeah, no, I, I feel like when you, when you are looking at somebody, though, it's hard because you never know. Like some people improve, some people, you know, fall into ruts. But honestly, I think overall, if you look at most people who like live long enough to get from like 20 to 40, the forty-year-old version of them, they'll always say like, "Oh, I'm I could take the twenty-year-old version of me. I could teach them so much. I could do so much." And if you think about that with a partner, man, you're not just talking to them right now. You're talking to someone who has all this time on the planet, just like you do, to change and grow and be more and more amazing in all these different ways. And if you if you're looking for those potentials, you'll see them more. Okay, now taking that and applying it to your own life, yeah. what would you tell someone that was? Uh, what would you tell the you? Um, 16 years ago. Don't date so much. Don't date so much. Oh, dude. Am I, I'm 32 right now. In my adult life, I've been single for like a collective 13 months. Oh, fuck for real? And that was You all, was really out there like that? It was like maybe two stints. Other than that. You know, I always envied people that were like that. Because I, I was never like that. Like, whenever I like got out of a relationship, I always had to take like like a, a longer amount of time to kind of just like come back and like you know i always tell myself rebound that. i that's guess that's the thing like i see the logic behind it as soon as it's done i'm like okay i learned a lot i learned a lot about myself i learned a lot about how i interact with people i learned a lot about this other individual i'm sorry i can't take that particular knowledge with me but everything else is beneficial and i start to reflect and then right away i get lonely and then as soon as i get lonely i start reaching out and I, i'm very extroverted around people especially women it just starts to happen i've asked out maybe five women in my life Oh yeah, getting asked out by women is like, that's the fun. That's the funnest. It doesn't. Even that's ha- only ever happened like once to me. Well, it doesn't even happen. I date organically usually. Like, like 
April is really an exception. She's like the star of my life. Like everything about her and how we met, everything is different. But most of the time, it was super organically, super casually, super normal. And what I've noticed is that just a few years after me, that trend not only stopped or slowed, it just disappeared. Mm. It disappeared. It's freaking crazy. When I hear about somebody meeting somebody outside of like some crazy random context, we're like, okay, that explains like a random out of nowhere, miracle thing. Uh Or it's online. Yeah, see, I don't think I've ever, like, this is gonna might sound a little cruel, if, you know, the wrong person hears this, but I don't think I've ever met anyone that has made me want to change who I am at such a core level like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I feel that. Well, like, have you ever heard people talk about kids, having kids, how it changes them? That's usually, like, a big turnoff for me, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, like, have, like, your family members who talk about, like, when they have kids, how their mindset changes. Yeah, no, I have a sister who just had a kid, and, you know, he's two years old, and it, like, completely changed her as a person. Everything changed. Like, her priorities, like, seemingly overnight had completely changed, and it was like, wow, you became, like, a 50% better person. Yeah, it's crazy. Way less selfish, all these things happen. <laughs> if that starts that puts to happen, her at, like, 250% good person. Nice. What I think, shout out, sister. Yeah, hell yeah. Big shout out. What's your name? Yeah, uh, Maria. She listens to the podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And way to go on being an awesome mom. She also, like, made me do that, so. Well, way to, way to go on being an awesome extortioner. Um, so, <laughs> like, like, I know it's like, with, if you have somebody that you meet and you spend enough time with where you want to also put that same investment like a parent would, we're like, okay, it's not so much about, like, this is a chore or something like that. Like, I need to put myself into this because this is such a beautiful thing that just needs cult- cultivation and love and caring in my time. And it's more important that I put my my time towards this. If you start to feel that, that's someone who's nice, but it sucks if you start to feel that towards someone who doesn't reciprocate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, 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 just, been, that's a bad path to take. That's been like something that has, that's been something that's been happening, that like has happened to me in the past is just in relationships, certain ones, not all of them, certain ones I've just felt like I was putting a lot into it. Yeah. And I wasn't getting what I felt like what should have been, you know, like the reciprocation wasn't yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, And it's just, it sucks because you're, you don't know how to like, Talk about it with them, and it kind without of gets... like making them feel a certain type of way. Yeah, you're, like, super you know, like, defensive. Yeah, because you're like, and you're how not is that not controlling? Like, not how like... is it not controlling to say like you need to treat me this way? At any point in time, it, it comes off cross controlling. I, I don't like no to say what. it like that. It's just like, uh... well, I mean, there is a way you can. I, I mean, it depends on the person you're talking to, mm-hmm. especially like. Maybe but you... there, like, I'm convinced there's a way to like get that across without coming off as like. I, I like just maybe... had to learn how to do this at 32 years old. After being a marriage and everything else, like going to marriage counseling and learning all kinds of things, I had to learn this like a couple months ago. It's crazy. It's crazy with April. We got in some, and I was like, I started, I started to feel like really mistreated, and I started to like look back on a bunch of events, and I was like, I, I'm, I just went into this spiral where I was like, look at what she did here, look at what she did here, and the resentment starts to here. grow. And then for a second, I was like, if she's not thinking the exact same thing about me right now, what would she be thinking? And I started to think about the last like couple conversations she had, and I was like. She's probably missing me and the animals. She's probably wishing she could come and hug me. She's probably wishing we can go eat poke on the beach. Like, she's probably thinking all these nice things. And I'm like, okay, I need to empathize a little bit. What's her situation? Yeah, perspective this? is important. Dude, as soon as I put myself in her shoes, I was like, I need to call her. I've been so quiet while I've been stewing on this. Like, I've been neglecting her. And she's over here not in the wrong. And I'm treating her like she's already in the wrong without even talking to her about it. And I just went to her and I was like, hey, look. Just had a moment you, of clarity. I was like, you said something. I'm going to be honest. You, you had no, like, wrongdoing in saying it. But here's how it hit me. And that's a weakness in me. Can can you can you work around that? Is that something that's not too demeaning? And I'm sorry for how I treated you in the meantime. 
And afterwards, she apologized to me. She was like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize. Not yeah, hopefully uh, she and, smiles as she's hearing this. Oh, dude. <laughs> Honestly, oh. I, I just can't wait for that. Thank you, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, back to a more serious topic. Uh, Michael mentioned, like, you're putting into a lot into a relationship, and you're not necessarily getting anything back from it. Mm, I've always kind of had the opposite issue where I take a lot. <laughs> not in the way, like, I'm taking it. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, I, I always kind of, like, uh, like imagined myself as a punching bag in okay. relationships okay. where, like, I'm just taking yeah, a lot. I got you now. I got you. You deal and, with a lot. You and get like, high tolerance. Exactly. And, like, I, you know, like, the reliances start to happen. Like, people start relying on me. And, like, I'm taking on more and more yeah. and more to the point where, like, my focus shifts from, like, my life to theirs. Yeah. And, like, as a byproduct of that, I get controlling. And, like, that's one of the issues I've had to really work on. Yeah. Because, like, I'm so focused on what they're doing and, like, how they sh- how I think they should do it that I, like, play an overactive role in their lives. And, like, mm-hmm. it's super unhealthy. Yeah. And, like, it's one of, like, it has led to, like, more depression and, like heartbreak and like oh, fucking dark times than anything else in my life and like you know now like i've finally got to a point where i can like not only control it but like keep an eye on it <laughs> uh it's uh it's super cool <laughs> sorry <laughs> you guys have no idea how hard it was not to resist acting like a total goofball when anthony was bearing his soul right here and i'm a piece of shit friend but no i i can identify with some of it but i can only i can only imagine what some of those friends and then like. add on top of that that i'm a psychopath and like i manipulate cool, the shit out of people and i'm such a horrible fucking person and it's just like whew. The thing I was gonna say is um, the the yep. one thing I've he's done, like yep. everything he said was true. Can I just say, this was a this was an this was an outstanding demonstration by self control, Mike. If there was ever a time for a self control Mike theme song to intro, this would be it. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's the edit we post on the story for this oh, one. Oh my gosh! Yep. <laughs> Dude, I feel you. The one thing I can say is uh, one thing I can say is unique to my my relationship with April, which is my longest running, most beautiful relationship. Not setting expectations, man. Every time I start to think about something that I'm pissed off about her about, I stop and go, "Hold on, am I setting an expectation on another human being?" Because that's a weird thing to do. That's it kind, is. That's kind of like and mental it's slavery. it's surprising how often you do it without oh, even thinking yeah. about it. It's like mental slavery. And then I think about, hold on, who am I doing this terrible thing to? Who am I setting this expectation on? Is this the person who, like, moved hours away from their family to come live with me and start a life with me? And, like, has does, we do all these beautiful things together. Is this the person I'm treating terrible and putting this, like, mental slavery onto? It's like, holy crap. So now I've learned expectations of people. When people corroborate with you or cooperate with you or do anything with you, that's a freaking miracle, baby. You got to love that. You got to love that every time. A conversation with a human being is a beautiful thing. Yep. Like, there's a lot of hate in the world. There's a lot of bad things. I feel like this podcast has had some real peaks and valleys, like, when it comes to, like, laughing and talking oh, about yeah, really yeah. dark shit. <laughs> yeah, this is our... Uh, Lewis Black episode. We're all over the place. You know, like, I I also, you know, I feel like in, in, like, I went through a a period of, like, being single for three years and, like, didn't, uh, like, the person that I broke up with, I was hung up on for a while. 
Were you and, were you like sad throughout the entire three years? Um, the first year was really rough, and then I moved here. Ah, and, and then uh, you've had moving here was like it helped, Breath of but fresh it air. also made it a little bit. At first, it was kind of worse because I was alone. alone. Yeah. And so, like, it was that was really hard because it was just me and my friends that I moved down here with. You're homesick either and way. And they right? are friends with all of, like... Oh, so they're in tune with all the, like, news coming back. Because I... Because the relationship I was in, you know, it was in a, with a friend that was in my group of friends. Mm. And so I broke up with her and I kind of, like, it my group of friends, like, I still, you know, I still care about those people, but I just haven't talked to them in a while. Mm. And I don't, like, I'm not on the same level just because it's, like, you know, I have two exes in my group of friends, and so it's just kind of hard. It's, you're to, the odd man out, essentially. Yeah, it's kind of, it's just kind of a, it's kind of an interesting situation. Like, guess what? Here, you don't have any exes in the friend group. Yeah, man, it's all rowdy all the time. It's baby. all rowdy <laughs> all the time. No, I'm just saying, it's just, a, it's just an interesting situation when you're. Yeah, um, I'm, so. I'm coming up on like three and a half years. Ah, uh, the first year sucked, and then the rest has been a fucking blast. There's a rule of thumb that I didn't learn until I joined the divorcee club. But all these other divorce guys are like talking like, how long are you married for? And I tell them, like, all right, divide that by half. That's how long it's going to suck for. I was like, really? They're like, yeah. It's like, after 10 years, it starts to fade off a little bit. But you're with somebody for three years, you got a bad year and a half. What's, what's the, years, what's the longest uh, relationship hangover that you've had? Like I, said, I mean, man. yours must have been like three days. I ain't spent long single. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Home, homeboy doesn't let a little heartbreak slow him I down. S- I spent about six months single after my divorce. Oh, yeah, that, that sounds about right. But it was a short marriage. It wasn't a long marriage. We were just young kids. We made a mistake young. It so happens. it wasn't like I was like married for 10 years and I was like, I need a couple of weeks before I hit the beach. <laughs> you know? Like, it was a little bit different than that. But yeah. I know. see some of my friends making some, like, outrageous-ass decisions in pursuit of, like, relationships. I love seeing that. When it works out, it's beautiful. It makes the best stories. Oh, uh, yeah, usually, you uh, know. When it or does, you're homeless in L.A. <laughs> like, the, uh, the irrational <laughs> fucking behavior. <laughs> That comes from, like, that shit, like, it terrifies me. Oh, yeah. It's like, I don't want to be in a state where I'm making, like, super irrational decisions, like getting married and signing a contract saying that I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life. I know someone who lived in a barn to be with somebody, and I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, I know people that chose to be homeless just to, like, stay with that one person. That's fucking insane. Yeah, they're bad for you. You should find uh, some goodness for yourself. And then see where you want to date from there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, dating in America is crazy. Honestly, because the, I think honestly because like the wage and the gap and like the social economic status of everything. Like literally, if you find somebody who you're interested in and you can afford to have a same type of means of living where you can accommodate spending time together, that's beautiful. Like any, if if you're having trouble paying a rent in a city and like you're stuck there and you find somebody else in the same boat and you're kind of floating around both of you, and then you hit it off. Oh, God, who needs more romance more than those people, you know? So, like, I feel for that position. I've been there. I've been homeless and had a girlfriend. I've been there. Yeah, it's never, hard. It's, that, that seems hard. You just got to keep taking them to parks. There's no entrance fee on parks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm super into nature. And there's free water. You're like, oh, man, this water is so good. I don't know Let's why, but it's park, park water. I heard, it, I heard it actually has like extra minerals in it. <laughs> <laughs> they you put got, some on the back of my you neck. really sell that park water. God, they almost. Oh, God. That's um, funny. This is the fucking romance episode. Dude, super romance. <laughs> what's the, okay, what's the most interesting, like, place? Oh, 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 it's, uh, top dates. What's, what's yeah. your best date? What's your best oh, date? I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> a 
Okay, I got it. I got it. I, I, got, I was, I got thrown some like first? excellent ones. Oh, you like you go first. Let me see what heat you got. Okay, you ever go to L.A.? Mm-hmm. You ever go to any of the uh, golf resorts? Uh, I'm not, no, I've always yeah, done something down. else. Okay, so golf resort? Okay. Here's where we're at. I'm working, I'm working at an S&P Top 500 company. I'm working in the executive department. I get brought out for this really cool meeting with all the executive managers, and uh, we, we rent out this golf resort. We rent out the whole building for two days for all the all the people. Okay. We come out. I got my own private suite. We got a private gym. We got a private spa. On the company's dollar. Company's dollar, 100%. If they flew me out, no big deal. Anyways, I'm out there. <laughs> Having a great time. Super big, super successful. You can imagine how big my dick was. Okay, so we're there. I hit up April, who I just started dating. Oh. We've been dating for like maybe, this was I think January, so we've been dating for like three or four months. Was this the pitch then? And I'm like, hey, uh, I don't know what you're doing, but. Super uh, casual. Flew down to LA for the weekend. I'm at the golf resort. You want to come down? Super casual. You want to come down, meet me at the resort or whatever, we'll do it and whatever. It's like, what's up? It's no big deal. She She comes down. She flies down. Pick her up at the airport. What's up? Super casual. Uber down, Uber black. Uber black or down to my freaking resort. Uh, <laughs> we're hanging out at the resort. I got no money, so we don't leave the resort. Sounds uh, like he's on Xanax <laughs> right now. Take a bunch of Xannies. <laughs> no. So we, we hang out there, and it's really awkward because right as we're getting to my room, this guy who is like four foot two. He's got, like, way too many pairs of glasses on. Like, it's just crazy. He's got balding patterns that would, like, scare aliens from landing. Like, it's mm. crazy how he looks. And he's got the biggest, smuggest grin on his face. Like, he just, like, found a billion dollars buried in a treasure. And he's walking towards our doors. We're walking towards our door. And he's coming down the hallway towards back towards the elevator. And I look at him like, why is he so happy? Why is he so smiling? And I got April with me. I'm all happy. I'm all excited. I'm about to show her my freaking awesome view of L.A. right now from my freaking sweet, dude. And then freaking anyways guy walks out right behind him dude's like six four he's latin af okay he's got the most even tan i've ever seen in my life like this man has not seen natural sunlight ever he was built in a science lab <laughs> i can see his balls through his v-neck this guy's ripped to the dong and he's just like an adonis of the dong us variety he just looks like a spartan like if a Spartan was designed only for sex, like, <laughs> this guy is amazing. And like, I like I I thought I'd seen tens before. I'd seen at best maybe sixes. Did it make you realize just how less of not like how not of a ten you were? Brad Pitt is a six compared to this guy. Damn. And this dude's walking out, and this dude's like fixing his his collar on his stuff. You know, he's putting his clothes back on. He clearly sucked this little man's dick. And I'm just like, okay. So April now is getting maybe like on my best day 5% of what this guy's putting out. <laughs> and I got to I got to show off now cuz I got to I got a view of the fucking air, airplanes and landing. I'm like don't think that about was, that. Was that your best date? Don't think about Rico. How about you Michael? Best date. Um man I don't know. Uh... <laughs> Have you been on a date? <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been I went on to a Taco date. Bell. It was fucking yeah. sick, bro. Um, you ever been to Chipotle? <laughs> there was like a. There, 
What if a few this good ones? This is a made-up story. Whatever he says is a lie. He's like constructing it right yeah. now. I have a few He's good like, ones. Her name was Janet oh Barbara. I have a few good ones. Um, mostly it was just I met them for, we kind of spent like the whole day together just doing different things. Okay. Um, and I've done that a few times. And it's fun to just go like. <laughs> Damn. Oh, Cameron Triscuit. Yeah, so. Yeah, that sounds that's like. what I got for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good on that, I think. Yeah. Okay, let, let me show you how the fuck it's done. I. Drop it, man, drop it. Okay. First things first, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the race. I'm kidding, I'm not in the race. You have just Also uh, a lot. Uh, so I uh there's this one time I, I picked up a girl, right? We go to the park. Unbeknownst to her, I had gone to her favorite restaurant and like hit up the guy who owned it, who also was like the head manager there. I was like, Yo, dude, I need you to cater a date. How much is it gonna cost me? And he's like, That depends, where do you want the date? I was like, I want it at this little spot I know outside the city. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. Go to this little like uh like wilderness type area, this little picnic area. We're out oh, there. You're, you know out. you're not doing it in the building, you're going out for no, this. No, no, we're going out. We need Ooh. them to sponsor. Like, okay, we got a guy gonna deliver it and I'm like, okay, is he gonna serve it? No, he's just gonna deliver it. Nah. And he's like, Oh well, we, we we can't have him serve it. He's just gonna deliver it to you guys and you guys can like have it. Alright, cool. Not cool. Hang up the phone, call up the homie. Yo, what you doing today? Nothing, bro. You trying to make some paper? E, I, I need you to play a waiter for me. He's like, I right, say less. I'm on the way. Where you at? <laughs> How many friends do you have that will play a waiter for? Dude, nobody? I got five. Oh, <laughs> it's so specific. And they all know I would go do the same for them. How in a fucking heartbeat. How many hours in a year do you spend playing a waiter for your friends? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Anyways, this is actually a true story, which is like the crazy I wish, part. Like, I wish I had your free this, time. This speaks to my relationships with other people. It's crazy. Um, so, like, we're out there, right? And I'm, at, I'm playing down. Like, oh, wilderness is kind of cool, but I'm kind of hungry. You know what I'm saying? She's like, yeah, I'm hungry, too. You know what would be sick right now if we can go to that restaurant you really like? Yeah. And, like, I, can't, I, made, I timed it so that they would arrive just as there. My friend had pulled up, and I was like, oh, it's time. Oh. And they come. My friend picks up the food from the guy in the van. He starts walking over, and it's like, you know what? Let's go get you some of that food. She's like, yeah? Well, I mean, we got a bit of a drive. No, we don't. Boom! Fucking homie shows up. Food ready oh, to serve. God. We sit down at the picnic table. I'm like, yo, yo. Homie, MVP as you fuck. You condescending like that? Brings you candles. Oh, you snap snapped candles? Yeah. Oh, you snap snap candles. Lights on. Boom, boom. Two on each side. Plate on both sides. We're there eating our meal. Waiter fucks off as soon as the as soon as the meal is served. Oh my gosh! No and refills. that is how you fucking take a girl out on a your date. Your dream date is zero refills. I hate your shit. Telling <laughs> <laughs> you, you control That's the environment fresh. that you're around in. Now, does you she can make not, anything happen? Does she not leave thinking you're a narcissist though? Oh, it wasn't about making her believe I was a narcissist. It was about making her believe that I fucking got it like that. Oh, okay. So informing her you're a narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have to consent to knowing. You just have to put Look the at the, all the fucking hoops I jumped through to make that moment happen. Yeah. I had to make several phone calls. I had to pay a little bit of money, <laughs> and I owed some guy some weed. <laughs> like... That... 
is masterful dating. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Honestly, I'll be I'll be honest with you. If the the worst you lose on a date is a little bit of money, a little bit of weed, and your friend has to wear a dumbass outfit, that's a pretty cool date. <laughs> he <laughs> looked nice. Cool Shout out to homie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, none of us are equipped to tell anybody how to date at all. And yet uh, I'm the one without Tinder on his phone. Yeah. Please email us how to date. Please, if you're on Instagram and you're liking stuff, also send a message that tells us how to date. What you guys got for takeaways? Um, I'm happy being single. Yeah, I feel you down. I'm like legitimately happy being single. You're in the right but space. if the, the right, right time. situation aligns itself. If that booty fever gets too strong. I mean, you know what I'm saying? If that booty fever gets too We'll deep. see. We'll see. <laughs> what you got, Michael? I wasn't able to finish my... My dating. Uh, Would you like to take the time to do it now? No, I'm okay now. The moment's Don't be petty. It's all good. We can do a uh, recap. It's all we, good, dude. We People don't need to know about how awesome my dates are. It's all good. I mean, you had your chance, and you just said that you like to do something with. Well, I was trying today. to explain it, but you know, we were interrupting the shit out of you. <laughs> Always exact, happens on the Cowboy Rowdy podcast. <laughs> I think the it's exact a great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> If I recall correctly, the exact quote was, I did things a couple of times. Yeah, there's a few different date scenarios I was going to lay down, but just didn't feel right sharing them. <laughs> Too much hostility. Listen, you shroud yourself in mystery and women will be all over you. No, nah, it's okay. So I think what we've learned is you like to be controlling. Not anymore. Yeah, what we, you We've say? managed all of that now. I it's uh, important. I'm just kind of like a a needy little jerk, I guess. And Michael's a strong, quiet type. Who's mysterious? I, 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 maybe I don't know. Between all three of us, we might actually be dateable. <laughs> I don't know about. Um, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I know about. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, keep sucking them dicks. Peace out. Would you take it easy, baby girls? And don't forget to catch me on Instagram at cambizzy.berry and on YouTube at cbcomedy. Young Baphomet underscore on uh, Instagram fucking Twitter machine. And I'm at underscore mbooth on Twitter and Instagram and then Facebook, YouTube, Michael Booth. And don't forget to go and follow the Cowboy Rowdy Podcast Instagram at Cowboy Rowdy Podcast and also check out the Cowboy Rowdy Podcast on Facebook.